Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast. Network. it is Monday, October 12th, 2020. And ladies and gentlemen, Alex Petrangelo is a Vegas Golden Knight. Welcome back, everybody. I know it has been a little while. Uh, some technical difficulties, I guess, would be the best way to put it with the last few days. But alas, we are here because this is probably, to this point, going into year four of the Vegas Golden Knights, the biggest free agent signing, of course, in franchise history. Alex Petrangelo is a Vegas Golden Knight. My name is Danny Webster. I'm your host, and I appreciate you stopping by for today's episode, in which that's really all we're going to talk about, is the decision that led to the former captain of the St. Louis Blues deciding after 12 years that it was a time for a change of scenery and that the Golden Knights were the preferred destination. So, I know that we talked about doing a live show and everything for free agency, especially at the start, but when there was really no way we could get around to it and there was no way that I was going to be able to make it work, uh, we just decided that probably best until something big actually happened that we were going to wait until we came back with the show. Now, argument could be made that the biggest thing that happened over the course of last week was before free agency even began. And it was the first sign that the Golden Knights were actually going to get in on the Alex Petrangelo sweepstakes when they traded Paul Stasny back to the Winnipeg Jets. We will discuss that trade later on. The Golden Knights really, I think, had a quiet few days, and I think that was kind of the that was kind of the dictation around the entire realm of the National Hockey League. When you're going into a free agency period, that that's pretty similar, I would say, to the NBA. The NBA with their free agency, it's like one after the other, one after the other. It's like these players have had it ingrained in their brains where they want to go for quite some time. And really, the NHL, with such a short turnaround between the end of the Stanley Cup Final to now, only really the players that weren't going to move the needle had an idea of where they wanted to go. The star players, a la Taylor Hall, who is now going to Buffalo, and Alex Petrangelo even, didn't really have an idea of where they wanted to go. And in the case of Alex Petrangelo... In the days leading up to the opening of free agency, the St. Louis Blues really held all the cards. It was pretty much an 8 by 8 offer. They could offer the 8th year. They could offer the extra $8 million if they wanted to. But Alex Petrangelo said no. And then things started picking up rather quickly on Friday when not only did the Blues not get a deal done with Petrangelo, the other team in the running, which was the Toronto Maple Leafs, went out and signed TJ Brody. And then one hour later, the Blues, with the stunner of free agency, decided that they were bowing out of the Alex Petrangelo sweepstakes and signed Tory Krug to a seven-year deal. 
that pretty much opened the door for there to be a one-team race. And the message, basically, at that point to Kelly McCrimmon was, do not screw this up. And in reality, he did not screw this up. However, it did come at a cost by trading Nate Schmidt to the Vancouver Canucks on Monday night. Simultaneously, with the move to send Schmidt to the Canucks for a 2022 third-round pick, that pretty much sealed the deal for the Golden Knights to go out and get the right shot power play quarterback defenseman that they have coveted since the days of Eric Carlson when they were literally on the goal line two years ago to land Eric Carlson. It did not happen, and instead they waited out and they get Alex Petrangelo. Alex friggin' Petrangelo is a Vegas Golden Knight. Something that I don't think anybody envisioned saying at the start of last year when Petrangelo pretty much, I guess you could say, tabled free agency talks. I think the Blues could also be in the discussion of tabling free agent talks. And really, I think the writing was on the wall the minute the Blues acquired Justin Falk in the trade before the season started to bolster their blue line. But by doing so, they put themselves in quite a pickle, and that was going to be the biggest talk leading up to free agency is that would Alex Petrangelo kind of bite the bullet one more time and one more long-term deal to finish his career with the St. Louis Blues? That was not the case because the Blues would not give him the full no-movement clause. They would not give him the signing bonus that he coveted. Pretty much everything that the Golden Knights would want to give him, the Blues did not. So that's why Petrangelo was on a plane to Las Vegas Saturday afternoon to visit the Las Vegas area, to visit City National Arena, to visit uh, Summerlin, to visit basically everything that has made Las Vegas really a preferred destination in the hockey world. And I think I touched on this last week. I know it's been a while since I've done the show, but I, I think I touched on it last last week. The Golden Knights have not gone into a position where they have been the free agency destination for these top-notch stars. And really, it's not their fault. It's as you look back at year one, after they made the cup final run, they go out and get Paul Stasny. They re-sign Ryan Reeves to a contract extension. They get Nick Holden. But their biggest moves came in the trade market by moving... Uh, for Max Pacioretty and moving for Mark Stone. Then you go into year two, and then they're stretched up against the cap, and they got to make moves so they can re-sign William Carlson. So they got they move Eric Halla, they move Colin Miller, they essentially trade Nikita Gusev, and pretty much they're not really as big of players in free agency as they haven't been. This was the year, in an ironic way, quite similar to last year, the Golden Knights are stretched up against the cap. They're well over the cap, but decide to make the biggest splash in free agency to get Alex Petrangelo. And really, this is this is the move. This is the move that says the Golden Knights are going to need to win the Stanley Cup next year. Now... It's it's really weird to say that right now because the Golden Knights just pulled off really the coup of the century. They got the defenseman they've coveted. They've got the defenseman that can really 
elevate that team for at least the next four or five years of that contract. And hopefully that results into the entirety of the contract. But I mean, a seven year deal at an $8.8 million cap hit is not really the most idealistic situation to say that that contract can be what it can be six, seven years down the road. The Golden Knights are making an investment for one of the best defensemen in the league to win the Stanley Cup in really a window of four years. And if they don't get it done, it's going to be it's going to be problematic. But for right now, as it stands, the Golden Knights got the big fish. They landed the big fish. It took a few days, and it took a really a couple of excruciating moves that I don't think this fan base really liked. But at the end of the day, they got the man they wanted. They got Alex Petrangelo. They got really their superstar defenseman that could really bridge the gap between him and Shea Theodore, which I think is fantastic. And if there's any coach that can handle two puck-moving defensemen who are as elite as they are in Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, it would be Pete DeBoer. So the Golden Knights are the sole winners of the Alex Petrangelo sweepstakes. But what does that mean going forward for the rest of free agency? We will discuss that and a lot more in just a little bit. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Built Bar. Built Bar is an energy bar that tastes like a candy bar and is covered completely in chocolate. It's a combination you probably didn't expect, but trust me, it is good. And Built Bar is back better than ever with a relaunching phase. And now they have six new flavors for you to try. We're talking caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp to go with their 12 original flavors, raspberry, peanut butter, banana bread, salted caramel, double chocolate, my favorite orange, coconut, and peanut butter brownie, and a whole lot more. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person where you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. You can get a free cooler with a purchase at BuiltBar.com while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's again the promo code LOCKEDON to BuiltBar.com to get $10 off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T Bar.com. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Getting started is simple. All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. And as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter 
at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter as well at DannyWebster21. If you would like to send an email, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is the absolute place to do that for your potential mailbag questions or whatever in the world you want to shoot the breeze on with me. That is the best way to do it. Even though it's pretty much been a week since we last did an episode, but alas, we we kind of had to show up today, didn't we? We had to show up to work at some point. So there you go. You're welcome, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I appreciate you, you stopping by to at least talk about this monumentous day that is Alex Petrangelo was a Vegas Gold Knight, which is, to me, in the in the context of everything that has transpired since the end of this season with Robin Leonard's new contract and now with Alex Petrangelo in the building, I don't think anybody really expected with a flat cap for the Golden Knights to be able to be as aggressive as they have been, but it worked. But now comes the tricky part. What goes on with the roster now? As it stands to this point, the Golden Knights are a tad over 920000 over the salary cap. When asked if he if the Golden Knights were cap compliant now, Kelly McCrimmon said today that they will be, which in retrospect is not a con- a confirmation nor is it a denial. But at the going rate, we're going to go off based on the resources that we have, and the resources that we have indicate that the Golden Knights are not cap compliant, and that there will need to be one more move to shore up that there will be cap space. The good news is. It can be a minor move because you don't need to shed out Marc-Andre Fleury's $7 million cap hit anymore, which, by the way, uh, that buried the lead of today's news. It, it does appear that the Golden Knights will carry both Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury into next season as the goalie tandem. It was also announced today that Robin Leonard is undergoing minor shoulder surgery but is expected to be ready for the start of training camp whenever that is. But we are in an interesting predicament with the Golden Knights because if you look at their cap situation, again, they are 900000 over the cap. They got rid of two big contracts, were able to swap those two contracts out for their biggest one of Petrangelo. And of course, the Leonard extension also factors into that. Also, the Chandler Stevenson deal that happened uh, during the draft, which, by the way, four-year extension for Chandler Stevenson. Um, All of that factors in to what the Golden Knights are trying to do in this situation. In the case of what the Golden Knights do next, it's very... This whole situation is going to be very interesting. The Golden Knights really... I, I would like to think the Golden Knights did not need to get rid of Nate Schmidt. I think if the Golden Knights could have, if they would have rather have rolled with a Schmidt... Theodore Petrangelo trio on your right side or even on your left side, that would have been a major win. And I, and I completely understand if you're going to go get a guy as a, with the caliber of Alex Petrangelo, you need to make a move that kind of offsets that. Now, sending Nate Schmidt off to Vancouver for a third round pick and not in two drafts from now, probably not the most idealistic situation. But if you look at the reports coming out from yesterday, it looked like that Nate Schmidt was going to be moved to either Winnipeg or moved to Florida. And I think when you look at that, I think Winnipeg and Florida were definitely in the cards, but the fact that Vancouver was able to take on the entire salary of Nate Schmidt with no retention. And of course, the third round pick 
2022, that was probably the best deal they could have done. That is absolutely 100% the best deal they could have done. It's a horrible deal. Like, I, I think if you're Vegas, you could have hoped to get a little bit more from Nate Schmidt, but I think that would have required some salary retention. The fact that they were able to get out of that with no salary retention, it it really, I think, is the biggest win here because if you're substituting Petrangelo for Schmidt, sure, you would want both. But given the circumstances of where the Golden Knights were in terms of the cap and knowing that teams were going to have to actually go about doing business with the Golden Knights, I'm not at all shocked that Vancouver was the one to take Nate Schmidt off of Vegas' hands. Now, as it pertains to the roster, the Golden Knights are still going to have to make a move to become cap compliant. And if they're not going to move Marc-Andre Fleury, especially with Leonard on shoulder surgery, and the fact that in this potentially condensed season, the Golden Knights are willing and able to roll with two goalies at $12 million at the cap, again, not ideal, but that's really the realm of this economy in which we live in. What do the Golden Knights do next? It's it's a very interesting situation because they're not they are not cap compliant. If you look at cap friendly, if you look at Puckpedia, they're they're not there yet. So they got to make another move. The I don't see where you can make a move at this current juncture. I I really don't. I you could try and move on from a Jonathan Marchessault in order to you know try and see if you can get a better winger. Uh, to my knowledge, Mike Hoffman is still on the board in free agency. I I think and I kind of mentioned this especially when the when the names started coming up as potential trade fodder for the Golden Knights. If you're going to move on from one of the scores, you better get on the phone with Mike Hoffman. You better get off the phone with him and you better offer him a deal because in, in any event you're you're going to need to find a way to replicate replace that goal scoring. And if you cannot find a way to replicate that goal scoring you're going to be in trouble. So could they move a Marsha so? Maybe. Could they, I don't know, could they move maybe a Nick Holden? This, this is an interesting one because if you are the Golden Knights, and Kelly McCrimmon alluded, this to, alluded to this today, you kind of want to go into the youth factor right now and you want to see what you can get. Maybe a Nick Hague, if if Nick Hague is ready to go. Is Dylan Coughlin ready to go? Is Jake Bischoff ready to be a stay-at-home, full-time NHL defenseman? I know you just signed Nick Holden to a two-year extension. Is that an avenue worth exploring? Is exploring a trade for Brady McNabb still a realm of possibility? I don't know. There's a lot to There's a lot to digest here. There's a lot to cherry pick. There's a lot to nitpick because really the, the understanding is that the Golden Knights can absolutely still improve with who is left on the trade market. The Golden Knights can absolutely still get better. They can still be a much better team than they are right now. And part of that will require having to make another move, maybe two. But it is interesting, though, that the Golden Knights are going to move forward with Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury in net. I think I don't think any of us penned that, but knowing that how difficult it was going to be to trade a 35-year-old goaltender with a $7 million cap hit, especially when you tried to do everything in your power 
to get away from doing that or you try to get away from using from having the cap on your record in general that to me signals that you better try and make it work now because now coming up at the deadline Mark Andre Fleury is going to be a very valuable trade ship and you want to play him as much as possible and if you really think that he can get you something at the deadline that might be something worth exploring so the Golden Knights are in a really interesting predicament here because they still have to get under the cap, but they got their guy and they traded two guys to do it. They recouped two draft picks to do it. But is there another move in the cards? And Kelly McCrimmon said that he doesn't think that there are many moves left to be made. But if you're the Golden Knights, you're in an interesting position because teams know you can still trade players. You still need to get under the cap you're not there yet. So there could be something to be had in regards to what the Golden Knights do going from now and the rest of free agency and the rest of this offseason. Time will tell on this. But if I'm the Golden Knights, the phones, they're still ringing. I would keep trying to get on the phones and try and make one more deal. One more deal that you think could make an impact for this team. What that is, I don't know. And I don't think any of us really know. But it's going to be a very interesting rest of the offseason for the Golden Knights. But the fact of the matter is, they put all their eggs in one basket, and they got the guy that they wanted. And if you're going to count that as a win, absolutely you should count that as a win. Coming up, we'll talk more about the departures of Nate Schmidt and Paul Stasny, as well as the overall impact of what Alex Petrangelo will bring to this roster. So a couple things I wanted to kind of make sure that I say here is that number one, uh, the Golden Knights are getting rid of some very valuable assets to their locker room. With the moving on of Nate Schmidt and Paul Stasny, the Golden Knights are essentially putting a giant hole into their locker room. Uh, Nate Schmidt, as you guys may have remembered, back in... Good God, how long ago was it? Was it January or February when we did the uh, Star Wars podcast, when we reviewed The Rise of Skywalker? Nate was kind enough to come onto the show, as well was William Carlson, and we spent 45 minutes talking about The Rise of Skywalker. It was an amazing time. Probably one of my favorite things that I've done as a podcaster, as a journalist, as an interviewer. That one sticks out the most. But as far as Nate goes as a person... I know people are always going to talk about maybe bring up the suspension from time and time again. The suspension was bullcrap. If if you fully believe that he juiced that much, I I don't want to hear from you because it's absolutely ludicrous to think that he would he would do that. And again, I've talked to many people on the side. I've discussed it with medical professionals. There's no way that that should have even been a thing. So. That's enough of that. But as far as approachable people, as far as one of the nicest people that I've gotten a chance to talk to, and as far as one of the one of the people that is most willing to give up their time, Nate Schmidt checks off all those boxes, and I am excited to see what he does in Vancouver. And again, that's another team that has to deal with their cap situation. But I am interested to see what he does 
on that defense with Quinn Hughes. I think it is going to be a lot of fun to see what he does with that young Vancouver team. Paul Stasny, another guy that you you talk to Paul Stasny, and he is just the probably one of the more knowledgeable people about the game. And of course, he comes from a from a pristine hockey family. He's just someone who you could talk the X's and O's of hockey with all day, and you just learn something new every time. You get the you get the impression that you're in class. I guess you're in hockey 101 or hockey 202 if you're discussing things with Paul Stasny and him going back to Winnipeg, I think is going to ease a lot of qualms in Winnipeg, especially with the Patrick line, situation. And I, and I think that the jets getting that number two centerman uh, really helps them as they continue to try and figure out where their team is going in the immediate future. But to get Paul Stasny back in Winnipeg, uh, obviously a very valuable asset uh, to the Golden Knights, but Winnipeg is going to love having him back. So uh, that was just my two cents on those guys going out. And if there are more, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more sentimental as we get, as we go along. But it's crazy that half the Golden Misfits team is now pretty much gone. It, it's really insane to see where we are as far as that team goes. Um I want to talk a little bit more about Alex Petrangelo before we get out of here and just the overall impact of what he can bring on a team. And I, and I think it's important to know that the Golden Knights, uh, and I mentioned this at the top, they have been in the running for a right shot power play quarterback defenseman for God knows how long. They were literally on the goal line for Eric Carlson back in year one, but the only reason, the only reason why Eric Carlson is not a Vegas Golden Knight right now is because they did not want to trade Cody Glass in a potential deal with Ottawa. And the fact that here we are three years later, Alex Petrangelo is a Golden Knight. Eric Carlson is with the Sharks. Eric Carlson is on a huge Albatross contract and he cannot stay healthy. Hopefully for the Sharks fans, for at least that point, that pans out to be a little bit better for them. But if you were to tell me three years from now, that we would be talking Alex Petrangelo as a Golden Knight, Eric Carlson not in Vegas, and Cody Glass can now take his spot at a spot that he that is his to lose at this point as the number two centerman on this team. It's kind of come full circle, and Kelly McCrimmon alluded to this when they traded Stasny, and he kind of alluded it, alluded to it tonight. There are going to be younger players that are, it's time for them to take their spot. And if it's Cody Glass, that's going to that's going to prove worthwhile at the center position. But back to Petrangelo real quick, because I know I keep getting off topic here. Alex Petrangelo, I don't know if he's going to be a 60-point guy. I don't know if he's going to be a 70-point guy. I don't know if he's going to be the guy that lights the league on fire offensively. But it's the overall complete game. It is the overall complexion of what Alex Petrangelo brings to this roster. He blocks shots. He plays sound defense. He quarterbacks a power play. He does everything right offensively. He's willing to jump into the rush whenever he can. And now you're throwing Alex Petrangelo into a defense. Now, again, I love Nate. I think what Nate did in three years here was above and beyond the call of duty. And I think Nate earned that contract and Nate absolutely 
earned that number one line or number one pairing defense spot that he got over the course of three years. But you take Nate Schmidt out and you put in Alex Petrangelo. And not only do you put in Alex Petrangelo, you're putting in a guy who is a much more polished version and a much bigger version of Shea Theodore. And I can only imagine what opposing defenses are thinking because they have to go against Alex Petrangelo and they know who they're getting. But people saw what Shea Theodore is capable of. They saw what he did in the playoffs. And to me, that's going to be the ultimate telling factor of how this deal pans out because now you have two Norris caliber defensemen at your disposal, coached by a guy who knows a little thing or two about playing defensemen that love to get in the rush, defensemen that love to shoot from the point, defensemen that love to get in the in the goal scoring act and they love to get in the point scoring department. Those two are going to be they're going to be of great importance for how the Golden Knights operate for the next few years. And if Shea Theodore can take that leap while Alex Petrangelo continues to be the steady hand on that blue line, the Golden Knights might have the best defense in the league. And again, it's still not even done because you got to figure out who's going to be with Zach Whitecloud, who's going to be with Braden McNabb. You kind of have to figure out those two. But Alex Petrangelo is a Vegas golden knight it is ridiculous to think that's the case but alex petrangelo is a vegas golden knight and the golden knights they've been waiting and waiting for the right moment to be the dangerous free agency option that they could be they are now here and now the real fun begins where does that leave a stanley cup We'll have to figure that out another time. So that will do it for me, everybody. Thank you for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing, all that jazz. It is good to be back for another week. Hopefully we can continue to churn out episodes as we go. But I think it was best to wait until the real domino fell as far as what the Golden Knights were going to do in free agency. They got it done. Alex Petrangelo was locked in. And now we look ahead to the future. Uh, Tomorrow, we will definitely hear from Alex Petrangelo. His media availability is set to be tomorrow. The time is yet to be determined. But we will bring you the soundbite of Petrangelo's media availability as well as try and line up some guests as we go along later in the week to discuss this move a little bit further. So that's what you can expect tomorrow. But thank you guys for joining me tonight. It's been a lot of fun. We will do it again tomorrow for sure. Until then, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a good night, everybody.